In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, we praise him and invoke blessings on his noble messenger. A great victory. Dr. John Alexander Dowie, the false prophet of America, dies in accordance with my prophecy. 196th sign. Footnote. Start in the epilogue. The signs began to be numbered by mistake from number 1, when they should have started from number 189. Thus, up to this point, adding the eight signs mentioned so far in this epilogue, the total number has reached 196. Number 5 had been used twice by mistake. This is why this sign has been assigned the number 196. As noted by the promised Messiah, there is a numerical mistake in numbering. In the epilogue, there are nine signs after sign number 187. Footnote end. Let it be clear that the man whose name is mentioned in the title was a bitter enemy of Islam. He also made a false claim to prophethood and considered the chief of prophets the most truthful of the true, the best of messengers, the leader of the pure, bearer of holiness, Muhammad, the chosen one of God, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, to be a liar and an imposter. Because of his evil nature, he used foul and obscene language about the Holy Prophet In brief, because of his malice towards Islam, extremely evil traits were found in him. Just as swine see no value in pearls, so did he view the Islamic concept of Tawheed, oneness of God, with contempt and wanted to destroy it. He believed Hazrat Isa to be God and had such a passion for spreading the doctrine of Trinity in the world that though I have read hundreds of books by Christian clergymen, I have not seen such passion in anyone else. His newspaper, Leaves of Healing, dated December 19, 1903, and February 14, 1907, contained the following sentences, quote, I pray God for the day to come when the crescent shall disappear, may God grant it, may God destroy it, i.e. Muslim abomination, quote end. Again, in his newspaper dated December 12, 1903, considering himself to be a true messenger and a true prophet, he wrote, quote, If I am not God's prophet, there is none on God's earth, that is. Quote, end. In addition, he was an avid polytheist, and he used to say that he had received revelation that Yesu Masih, Jesus Christ, shall descend from heaven in 25 years. He believed that Hazrat Isa was indeed God. Moreover, the one thing which caused great grief to my heart, as I have written, was that he was an extreme enemy of our holy prophet. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. I subscribed to his newspaper, Leaves of Healing, and was constantly aware of his foul and abusive language. When his insolence had reached the limit, I sent him a letter in English, in which I invited him to a mubahila, prayer duel, so that God may cause the liar among us to die during the lifetime of the one who is truthful. This invitation was sent to him twice, in 1902 and again in 1903, and was also published in some well-known newspapers in America. Their names are written in the footnote below. Number 1. Newspaper, Chicago Interpreter. Date, June 28, 1903. Summary of News. The newspaper ran the headline, Will Dowie come out for this contest? Printing my photograph side by side with that of Dowie's, it reported that Mirza Saib says that Dowie is an imposter and that he prays for God to destroy and annihilate him in his lifetime. 
Then the newspaper quotes me as saying, The way of distinguishing between the one who is an imposter and the one who is truthful is that both should pray to God that from the two the liar should die in the lifetime of the truthful one. Number 2. Newspaper. Telegraph. Date. July 5th, 1903. Summary of news. The newspaper reports that Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of the Punjab, India, has challenged Dawi, the claimant of prophethood, to a mubahila, and that this is to be undertaken by praying to God that whosoever of the two is a liar should die in the lifetime of the one who is truthful. Number 3. Newspaper, Argonaut, San Francisco. Date. December 1st, 1902. Summary of News The newspaper ran the headline, Prayer Duel Between Christianity and Islam, and gives a summary of my letter to Dawi in which I wrote to him. You lead a Jamaat, and I too have a large following. To decide, therefore, who from among us is truly from God, we can both pray to the God we believe in. Then the one whose prayer is accepted should be considered to be truly from God. And the prayer should be, May God cause the one of us who is a liar to die earlier than the one who is truthful. Surely, the paper says, this is a reasonable and just method to reach the truth. Number 4. Newspaper Literary Digest, New York. Date, June 20th, 1903. Summary of News. The newspaper has printed my photo and elaborates on the issue of Mubahila, saying that the two parties, Dawi and I, We'll pray to God that of the two of us, whoever is a liar should die in the lifetime of the one who is truthful. Number 5. Newspaper. New York Mail and Express. Date, June 28, 1903. Summary of News. Mubahla between two claimants of prophethood is the heading of the report published in the newspaper. The report then claims in detail what a Mubahla is. Number 6. Newspaper. Harold Rochester, date June 25, 1903. Summary of News The newspaper reports that Dawi has been invited to a Mubahila and then describes in detail what a Mubahila is. Number 7, Newspaper, Record Boston, date June 27, 1903. Summary of News The newspaper published a news item about the Mubahila. Number 8, Newspaper Advertiser Boston, date June 25th, 1903. Summary of news, same as above. Number 9. Newspaper Pilot Boston, date June 27th, 1903. Summary of news, same as above. Number 10. Newspaper Pathfinder of Washington, date June 27th, 1903. Summary of news, same as above. Number 11, newspaper, the Chicago Inter-Ocean, date June 27, 1903. Summary of news, same as above, and then in its issue of June 28, 1903, the paper published both photos, my photo as well, my photo as, well as that of Dawi, and gave details of the Mubahila. Number 12, newspaper, Worcester Spy, Date, June 28, 1903. Summary of news, same as above. Number 13, newspaper, The Democrat Chronicle, Rochester. Date, June 25, 1903.
Summary of news. The newspaper has mentioned the Mubahilan published photos of Dawi and me. Underneath my photo appears the caption, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed. Number 14, a newspaper of Chicago name and date torn. Summary of news. The newspaper mentions me as the Messiah of India who has invited Dawi to a Mubahila. Number 15, newspaper, the Burlington Free Press, date June 27, 1903. The newspaper carries a news item about the Mubahila. And the same goes for number 16, newspaper, the Chicago Inter-Ocean, June 28, 1903. Number 17, Albany Press, June 25, 1903. Number 18, Jacksonville Times, June 28, 1903. Number 19, Baltimore American, June 25, 1903. Number 20, Buffalo Times, June 25, 1903. Number 21, New York Mail, June 25, 1903. Number 22, Boston Record, June 27, 1903. Dessert English News, June 27, 1903. Number 24, Helena Record, July 1, 1903. Number 25, The Groomshire Gazette, July 17, 1903. Number 26, Nuneton Chronicle, July 17, 1903. Number 27, Houston Chronicle, July 3, 1903. Number 28, Savannah News, June 29, 1903. Number 29, Richmond News, July 1, 1903. Number 30, Glasgow Herald, October 27, 1903. Number 31, The New York Commercial Advertiser, date October 26, 1903. Summary of News. The newspaper quotes me saying that if Dowie accepts my challenge openly or even indirectly, he will die in extreme pain and frustration, but if he does not accept the challenge, even then the town of Zion, which he built, will suffer great calamity. Number 32, newspaper, The Morning Telegraph of New York, date October 28, 1903, summary of news. The newspaper mentions the Mumbahila and my prayer against Dawi. These are the newspapers that have reached me, it seems from the it seems from this multitude of reports that it must have been reported in hundreds of newspapers. Footnote end. In the text of this Mubahla, I had also invoked the curse of Allah upon the liar, and had prayed to God Almighty to give his decision and thus expose the falsehood of the one who is lying. Footnote start. I published an announcement in English on August 23, 1903, opposing Mr. Dowie. It says... I am about 70 years in age, and Mr. Dowie, as he states, is a young man of 50, but I do not care for my age, because this Mubahila will not be decided by our ages, but God, who is the most supreme authority, will decide it. If Mr. Dowie flees from this confrontation, even then the calamity will certainly befall his Zion soon. Now I'll finish this discourse with this prayer, O all-powerful and perfect God, who always reveals himself to the prophets and shall continue to do so, settle this matter soon and reveal the falsehood of Mr. Dowie to the people. I am certain that whatever you have promised me through your revelation shall be fulfilled definitely. O Almighty God, hear my prayer, you have all the powers. See English announcement of August 23, 1903. Footnote end.
The text of this mubahala, as I have just pointed out, was well publicized in some well-known American dailies. These newspapers belonged to American Christians and had no affiliation with me. The reason for my publishing this mubahala in the American press was that Dr. Dawi, the false prophet, did not answer me directly. So as a last resort, I got that text of the mubahala published in the well-known daily newspapers of America, which are distributed all over the world in large numbers. It is only by the grace of God that the editors of these American newspapers, despite being Christians and hostile to Islam, published my article about the Mubahala so widely and with such enthusiasm that it became widely known throughout America and Europe, and its news even reverberated back to India. The gist of my Mubahala was that Islam is the true faith and the Christian doctrine is false, and I am the same Messiah from God who was to come in the latter days and was promised in the scriptures of the prophets. I also wrote that Dr. Dawi was false in his claim of prophethood, as well in his doctrine of trinity, and that if he accepted the mubahala, he would die within the, my lifetime in great pain and misery. If he did not accept the challenge, he would still not be able to escape divine punishment. In response to this, the ill-fated Dawi published the following lines in English in one of the issues during December 1903, and also in the September 26, 1903, and other issues of his newspaper. Quote, there is one foolish man in India, a Mohammedan messiah, who persists in writing to me, saying that the body of the Christ is buried at Kashmir in India and can be found there. People sometimes say to me, why do you not reply to this, that, and the other thing? Reply, do you think that I shall reply to these gnats and flies? If I put my foot on them, I will crush out their lives, quote, end. In his issue of December 19, 1902, he wrote, quote, My part is to bring out the people from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south, and settle them in this and other Zion cities until the time shall come when the Mohammedans are swept away. May God give us that time, quote, end. In short, this man became more and more impudent after the publication of my Mubahila, which had been published in Europe, America, here in India, and virtually throughout the entire world. For my part, I only waited, for I was sure that God would decide between us, as I had beseeched him to do, and his decision would distinguish between the liar and the truthful. Footnote start. Read page 3 of this announcement. The gist of it is that on August 23, 1903, I had published an announcement in English, opposing Mr. Dowie. On receiving revelation from God Almighty, I had written therein that whether or not Mr. Dowie does a mubahila with me, he will not escape God's punishment, and God will distinguish the true from the false. Footnote end. I kept praying to God asking for the death of the liar. Hence, God Almighty informed me a number of times that I would be victorious, and the enemy would be destroyed. Footnote start. On February 9th, 1907, I received this revelation, meaning, you shall indeed be victorious, and then on the same date I received the revelation, meaning, you shall be bestowed another sign that shall cause happiness and by which you shall be granted a great victory. Its meaning that was bestowed upon me was that in the eastern countries, Sadullah of Ludhiana had died from pneumonic plague after my prophecy and the Mubahla in the first week of January. This was the first sign, and the second sign would be very much greater, in which I would be granted a grand victory. So this was the death of Dawi, which took place in the western countries, 
see the newspaper Badr dated February 14th, 1907, and thus the prophecy of Allah the Exalted was fulfilled in which it was stated, I shall show two signs. Footnote end. Then, just 15 days before Dawi's death, God Almighty informed me once again of my victory through his revelation, which was published by me on the second page after the title page of the book, Qadian Ke Arya Orham, We and the Aryas of Qadian, about a fortnight prior to Dawi's death, which is as follows. Prophecy of a Fresh Sign God says, I shall manifest a fresh sign in which there shall be a great victory, it shall be a sign for the whole world, that is, its manifestation will not be confined to India alone. This will be caused by the hands of God and will be from the heavens. Let each eye eagerly await its manifestation, for God will soon manifest it. This will happen as a divine testimony that this humble one upon whom all nations are heaping abuse is from him. Fortunate indeed is the one who benefits from it. Announced by Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, the Promised Messiah, dated February 20th, 1907. Now it is clear that a sign which has resulted in a great victory that can serve as a manifestly bright sign for the people of Asia, America, Europe, and India is only this very sign of Dawi's death. Footnote start. Dawi died so quickly after this prophecy that only 15 days had passed since its publication when his life ended. Thus, for a seeker after truth, this is a decisive proof that this prophecy was specifically about Dawi, because it is first written in this prophecy that it will be a sign of a grand victory for the whole world, and second, it is written that it would be manifested very soon. Thus, what could be sooner than this, that after this prophecy the unfortunate Dawi could not even complete another twenty days before being returned to dust? The Christian priests who had raised a clamor concerning Atham, should now definitely ponder over the death of Dawi. Footnote end. The other signs which have appeared as a result of my prophecies have been limited to the Punjab and India, and nobody in America or Europe knew about them. But this sign which emerged as a prophecy from the Punjab reached all the way to America and found fulfillment in a person known by everyone in Europe and America. And no sooner had he died than the news of his death was conveyed to India through telegrams. The news was published by the Pioneer, published from Allahabad, on March 11, 1907, and by the Civil and Military Gazette, published from Lahore, on March 12, 1907, and by the Indian Daily Telegraph, published by Lucknow, on March 12, 1907. Hence, the news was published virtually around the globe. Such was the worldly status of this man that he was honored like lords and princes. For instance, Mr. Alexander Russell Webb, an American who has become a Muslim there, once wrote a letter to me testifying that this man, Dawi, lives a very prestigious princely lifestyle in this country. However, despite the prestige and fame that he enjoyed in America and Europe, it so happened by the grace of Allah the Exalted that the text of my Mubahla against him was published by the major daily newspapers of America, and became well known all over Europe and America. Moreover, after it became so widely publicized, the death and destruction concerning him that was foretold in the prophecy was fulfilled with such clarity that it is impossible to conceive anything more comprehensive and perfect. Every aspect of his life was stricken with calamity. He was found to be an embezzler 
and although he had prohibited the use of liquor in his teachings, he was proven to be an imbiber of alcohol. In a state of great despair, he was driven out of Zion, the city which he had himself established at a cost of hundreds of thousands of rupees. He was also deprived of 70 million rupees, which he possessed in cash. His wife and son turned against him, and his father even announced that he was an illegitimate son, and it was exposed before the public that his birth was illegitimate. As for his claim that he miraculously cured the sick, all such bragging and boasting were proven false, and he suffered every kind of humiliation. He was finally afflicted with paralysis and had to be carried about by men like a wooden plank. Soon afterwards, he went mad due to his intense grief and sorrow, losing total control of his senses. His claim that he had a long life ahead of him and that he was getting younger by the day while others were getting old turned out to be a mere deception. Finally, in the very first week of March 1907, he died in a state of great distress, pain, and sorrow. Now, clearly, what greater miracle could there be than this? Since my essential mission is to break the cross, and a great part of the cross has been broken with his death. Since he was the world's foremost defender of the cross and claimed to be a messenger and used to say that all Muslims would be destroyed by his prayers, Islam would be annihilated and the Kaaba would fall into ruins, God Almighty therefore caused him to perish at my hands. I also believe that the prophecy about the killing of the swine has been clearly fulfilled with his death, for who could be more dangerous than the one who makes a false claim about prophethood and eats the filth of falsehood like a swine? He himself wrote that nearly a hundred thousand wealthy people had joined him. The fact is that Musalama the imposture and Aswad Ansi were nothing in comparison to him. Neither of them enjoyed the popularity he did, nor did they possess tens of millions of rupees like him. So I can swear by God that he was the same swine whose death at the hands of the promised Messiah had been foretold by the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Footnote start. Alhamdulillah, all praise belongs to Allah. For today, not only my prophecy, but also that of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was fulfilled with perfect clarity. Footnote end. Had I not invited him to a mubahla, or invoked the curse of God upon him, or published the prophecy regarding his ruin, his death would not have served as a testimony to the truth of Islam. However, since I had published beforehand in hundreds of newspapers that he would indeed die during my lifetime, and I wrote time and again that I am the promised Messiah, and Dawi is a liar, and that the proof of this would be that he would die in ignominy, and despair within my lifetime, he accordingly met his death during my life. Footnote start. An American newspaper has added an interesting joke and said of a certainty, Dawi will accept the Mubahila challenge, all by, with some modification. He would say, I do not agree to the Mubahila that the liar should die in the lifetime of the truthful one, but yes, I do agree to a competition in vilification. Whoever vilifies the most and attains to the highest degree in this that one should be declared the winner and understood to be the truthful one. Footnote N. Can there be a more openly manifest miracle than this that testifies to the truth of the prophecy of the Holy Prophet? May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Now, only he who is the enemy of the truth will deny it. And peace be upon him who follows the guidance. Announced by Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, the promised Messiah. Qadian District Gurdaspur, Punjab. April 7th, 1907.